everybody, it's He Yang. Roundtable is thrilled to launch the UniTalk Challenge: Rising Stars of Roundtable. If you like the show and enjoy our discussions, why not take the stage yourself? Calling all university students, both undergraduates and postgrads, to engage in an English discussion on a topic that ignites your passion. Record your discussion, which consists more than one person, and send it to us at ezfmroundtable at foxmail.com. You could be the next rising star of Roundtable. An incredible opportunity awaits, so seize the moment. Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. Roundtable with myself He Yang. I'm joined by Yu Shun in the studio and Josh Cotterell on the line. Coming up, hide and seek is one classic childhood game for kids under the age of ten, I would think. But now, in Chinese cities, Gen Z adults are playing hide and seek, and they're proud of it. Hear this one out. Playing hide and seek with strangers may seem a bit childish for kids around ten years old. But for adults in their twenties, it's just right. What's going on with people's minds? And creative musicians turn everyday items such as carrots, bowls, and delivery boxes into musical instruments. We take a look at the latest social media challenge of creating music from the most unlikely places or items. Our podcast listeners can find us at Roundtable China on Apple Podcast. Do you have questions about society, business, tech, or just curious about something that sparks your interest? We're all ears at ezfmroundtable at foxmail dot com. And hey, if you are feeling extra awesome, then remember, voice memos rock even more than emails because we're a radio show after all. And we really appreciate it if you could include your name and region of residence in that. Email or voice memo, and now a roundtable. Let's turn our attention to fun games, IRL. When was the last time you played hide and seek? Well, some young adults from Gen Z might say just yesterday. Since September this year, childhood games like hide and seek have made a big comeback among young folks, all thanks to. Shared location technology, and did you know that over 50 cities in China are buzzing about these games on social media? But what makes this modern version of childhood games so different, and why is shared location hide and seek such a big hit? So, you should fill us in on the ground rules for hide and seek 2023 adult version. <laughs> so, um. The rule for this kind of urban hide and seek are kind of straightforward and much like the childhood <laughs> game of hide and seek, to be honest, but with the addition of the local location sharing feature. You know, participants need to first of all open these、uh, map application on their phones and join a temporary group、mm. and share their location throughout the entire game, so that. You know, all of the participants can see the positions of other players on their phones, and after you know a certain hiding time for players who take the role of the mouse, and we we call this hide and seek as you know the game of cat catching mouse, right?、Uh, 
Um, so the players act as mouse will hide, and then the players act as cats, use the shared locations on the map to capture others. And once you were caught, the mouse players automatically change the role to a cat. <laughs> okay, so. Um, you know, when we were kids, the whole purpose of hide and seek was that we know each other, and you're the one that's catching, that's looking, runs around, and and other people sort of just hide, trying to be invisible, that kind of、mm. thing. But this is different because it's all strangers、right. that are playing this game. But also, since you're all on the app, and it's really popular navigation apps that. Most people use in this country, I suppose.、Um, doesn't it defeat the purpose of the fun of finding someone? Since you can see the moving dot on your app, so what's that about? Yes, and I think that is how people are making this game more interesting. Because、how? you are, if you are only you know hide and seek like we were children. Then you are just finding people, but if you have the location of others on your map, you can basically see them and go to chase them, and that is, you know, basically the part or the sporty part of this game. Actually,、um, <laughs> during this kind of, you know, forty minutes to one hour game, participants need to keep moving continuously so that to avoid being caught, right?、Um, and that is how people are actually. Uh, feeling fun during this game because maybe they are chasing people when you saw somebody, or you need to identify、oh. if this is a player or if this is the mouse that you need to catch. So you're looking at your phone. Let's say if this dot is standing still, and then you、mm. check with the real life person you see in front of you. Is that person standing still? Because they're they're all we're all strangers playing this game, right? And maybe there's nobody in front of you. <gasps> then he's probably <gasps> in the tree. Freaky. <laughs> In a tree, huh? <laughs> yeah, Josh. I mean, I have to admit,、um, when I first saw this, I I had、um, a whole speech prepared to denounce young people.、Um, but now I'm kind of sold on the idea. What about you? <laughs> I mean, what what's wrong with it? I I can't see any negative at all. I can, I can see absolutely no negative at all. Being, I, I mean, like childish. <laughs> And and again, what's, using what's your phone childish, too much. Childish about it. I mean, what's what's <laughs>、yeah. more childish about this compared to I don't know, just playing a sport or something like that. You know,、mm. we all there's a lot of physical exercise that goes into this, and at the end of the day, it's just a a tactical game, right? And you can make it as difficult as you want it to be. I, I see absolutely nothing childish about it at all.、Mm. To be honest, I, I guess there's just the really. Retro aspect of it that kind of yeah made people either raise their eyebrows a little bit or sort of、uh, give a little smirk a little bit if you're being super judgmental. But、uh, yeah, this also reminds me of an earlier game a few years ago of Pokemon Go. Oh yes. Oh, in, you guys can't see this, but Yushun's face lit up. <laughs> <laughs> you're either a fan of Pokemon or you're just into, you know, these games that's got the、uh, tech aspect to it, and、uh, and wandering the streets trying to catch these little monsters, huh? Yes, yes.、Uh, to be honest, both. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the first thing is that 
you know, um, these kind of games uh, what we call maybe LBS, location-based service. So they are trying to use this kind of technology or service to actually connect you with the phone and the actual location, right? So when we are playing like Pokemon Go, we are actually seeing the actual you know, um, maybe infrastructures and facilities in real time. And you can also get some virtual Pokemons or, you know, these fun things on your phone. And that is making the game, I think, more realistic, right? Mm. And that I um, basically that is part of the reasons why that a lot of people are just into it. And I think this is uh, this hide and seek game also, I think, integrated with these kind of you know, idea, I would say, so that they are actually, you know, combining the fascinating part of using the uh, location sharing service with the, you know, the actual park or the actual exploring experience. Um, mm. And then I think that that's making people interested in it. I think the biggest factor is social media and big YouTubers and things like this. There's a massive trend that started about 10 years ago where big social media influencers started doing a lot of massive hide and seek games oh. and they'd they'd film them and give everybody playing like GoPro cameras so that they can film themselves hiding and they'd be in areas like stadiums and there'd be massive cash prizes and things like this. Um, they became super popular. Actually, one of the biggest YouTubers in the world, um, Mr. Beast, he is mm. one of the guys that does this, I think. And that might be one of the reasons why it's become, you know, maybe a bit cooler than it was previously. Um, but I, I mean, it's definitely something that I think sets it off. I mean, this a trend start, but it was the same. We were talking about frisbeeing a while ago, mm. right? And mm. I don't know, um, you, you shun without going without getting off topic. Is that because I know social media played quite a big part in that? Has that managed to sustain its popularity? Yeah, I agree. Um, absolutely. When you know people are seeing somebody that is playing something new or something that have they have never tried, I I would say that is a kind of attracting point for people. And also another point is that the hide and seek game itself is that you know nowadays people are so getting used to. Um, you know, experiencing new things. But when they are playing the hide and seek, they can also get a kind of nostalgia feeling when they are playing it, but with even a modern mode. So yeah, that is, I think, another way of feeling back, uh, the way of feeling their childhood memories, right? Except for all the settings different. And I would imagine that not all cities or streets are particularly conducive to hide and seek. But it's really funny that if you're really into the game, I suppose, and you have a new purpose at the back of your mind when you're walking the streets and you're like, is this place a good venue for my next IRL in real life hide and seek game? And uh, it's got to have, you know, these... Um, different um, buildings or 
can you call them obstructions or whatsoever, like hiding places or, you know, trees and, uh, you know, more of a varied sort of setting. And that sounds pretty ideal. And if there are multiple stories or if we're talking about a public venue like a stadium as such, I don't know if you can go in for free or not. But these sound like really good and ideal places to play hide and seek 2023 adult version i suppose Mm. and also back in the day when jackie chan's movies were so popular i remember going to let's say an airport or a hotel or whatnot and i'm just like looking around and thinking huh that's a good place for jackie chen's movie uh set because uh you know he's back in the day he was known for doing all his stunts um by himself and just falling and jumping from like 20 stories or something like that and uh yeah too bad we don't have so many of those movies these days anymore but um to hide and seek there's also this um, discussion about it being very social. How does the uh, socializing aspect play in all of this? Aren't we all just strangers looking at each other's dots or trying to identify each other's dots on a on a screen? Yeah, and I would say some people, you know, just derive pure enjoyment from the game itself, right? Uh, this is um, kind of a game that many people... Um, played during their childhood and um, they just really like the feeling of playing in it and of course some people play or join this activity for more social activities or more communication and interaction among players right but what I was thinking is that uh, to a greater or a lesser extent these activities acquire social attributes where participants discuss interests you know work and um, anything like that come across to your life. So, because, you know, during the game, you got to, you know, talk to people, right? You um, do? Isn't it about just grabbing them and say, are you the mouse? And <laughs> yeah, maybe after the game, right? When uh. you are waiting for the bus together, then you may make new friends. Oh. Remember, you like to interact with people. Yes, right? yes, yes. But it's crucial for individuals to, you know, control this aspect themselves, I think. Because many people are saying that, you know, these activities are just for people who would like to socialize with people, but not for the game. Mm. But I think it still depends on you. Uh, what do you want from mm. this game, right? If you would like to socialize with people, of course you can. But if you don't want to, you can just play this game Maybe alone, right? Not talking to anybody, but just being a quiet mouse hiding somewhere in the bush. Um, So I think that's decided by, you know, whether you prefer the game aspect over the social aspect. It's quite interesting, I guess. It's um, a a bit of a contradiction, hide and seek, especially this game, because, you know, you are, as as you mentioned, you're, you're isolating yourself as far away from people as possible, right? But at the same time, socializing so maybe it's the perfect game for you know the introvert um who wants to be more social you know so complicated i'll be honest i have no desire to play hide and seek as much as i i i said that i think that it's fine that adults play it i've absolutely (laughs) i couldn't think of anything less that i'd want to do maybe i would enjoy it but Nah. Yeah. Is it because um you're just way too tall, so you're set up. To f- <laughs> you've been set up to fail. You know, we'll easily catch you. <laughs> Maybe. 
Or maybe you make a good cat. Yeah. Hmm. Cat. <laughs> catch. Oh, a good catch. Thank you. Wow, okay. you're coming up with all the jokes today. It's great. <laughs> yes, Josh, you're always a good catch. That I can vouch for. But being the cat, you're the one that's catching everyone. And therefore, uh, maybe you're good at that. We'll see. We might have to have a roundtable hide-and-seek showdown just to prove my point. <laughs> I'm down. I'd do that one for sure. Because <laughs> now great. I'm intrigued. I'm like... I need to get into my trainers, and I'm, I'm I'm ready for this. And Josh mentioned just now about young people used to be very much into what was that thing again? Frisbee, and oh, in fact, Yushun is an avid frisbee player, hmm. and he meets up with his friends playing the game like every now and then. And apparently, some people are saying that these are exactly the people who. Will quickly shift to playing adult hide and seek, and therefore, these popular trends come and go with young people. And、um, do you agree with this assessment, Yushun? Well, interestingly, I have to admit that、um, I saw a lot of、uh, my you know frisbee folks are actually playing hide and seek. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe they just like outdoor activities. Um, but we do see,、uh, even you know, I saw the sign up, the registration for hide and seek games on the platform we use to sign up for frisbee games. So、uh-huh. yeah, maybe there are some connections between them, but I just don't see any of it. And、uh, other than that, we can see now、um, many modern games are actually very popular among young people. For example. Some people even go to the supermarket to play the return games. What is that? <laughs> Try to guess how people return that. Basically, you know that you pick one item and you exchange it with another player, and to put it back to the original place that you took it, and maybe to see who is the fastest one.、Um, I don't know,、uh, but I can kind of see the point of it. You know, what's the point? It's like. Exploring the supermarket and see,、uh, and having fun with your friends. Maybe it is a quite a good, you know, interaction with them. Especially in a huge shopping mall, you know, you can basically travel around for maybe thirty minutes to see the exact point that you got from this item, right? Josh, what do you think of that that game? I think that now because of the internet, people, it's much easier for people to meet. Other people that have a similar interest in similar types of sports, whereas before it's quite intimidating to join certain sports groups or go and try something. I mean, think about it. If 20 years ago I wanted to go and do adult hide and seek, how on earth would I find these people? Maybe it's something that I'd really enjoy and where I could meet my best friends and whatever, but I just can't find them. But now we're able to do that, so we're able to find these little niche things, and I think out of that we're getting even more. Niche things and things are coming back, and、mm. I guess that's kind of brilliant. Yeah, I always love the idea when maybe we meet online or congregate online or whatnot, but then we meet up in real life, and I just feel that there is still this persistent urge and will and need of. 
people that we still need to see each other in real life. And um, I'm just happy that that part is still there because sometimes you're just overwhelmed by all this news about another thing going digital and, you know, we're living online as such. So aside from these quote-unquote fun games, Yushun has done some research and he's going to pinpoint for us other trendy games you shouldn't take it away. Oh, yeah. Um, I think the following games compared to, of course, hide and seek and return games, they're more like proper sports, I, I would say. Uh, the one is called Archery Tag is a game or a sport or an activity that combines the action of dodgeball with foam-tipped arrows. So the game is played with teams that face off against one another and attempt to shoot the other team without getting tagged out. This actually sounds fun, to be honest, because, you know, you are kind of um, using the arrow and it is no harm and um, it is quite competitive. Okay. And, and that's in Chinese, jian. Yes. Okay. And another one called Pedal it's, and uh, Pickleball. They are more kind of different... Um, forms of tennis because they look like tennis but in different forms of balls and pads normally people play that in a court but it is quite sporty according to my friend who who have experienced it and uh, you know you can actually share some fun moment with your friends who are playing who are also playing it and another one is called squash squash ball mm -hmm. this is not a new sport but um, it's quite also trendy in recent years in China. Um, so these sports are quite familiar, uh, quite are quite popular among young people. And I would say, yeah, I think uh, this is how young people are explore exploring, you know, new trendy things. Mm -hmm. Go explore, you know, that's the beauty of life. Coming up next. Chinese musicians transform everyday items into musical wonders. Stay tuned. Looking for passion? How about fiery debate? Want to hear about current events in China from different perspectives? Then tune in to Roundtable, where East meets West, and understanding is the goal. It's the Hour of Roundtable with myself, He Young. I'm joined by Josh Cotterell on the line and Yushun in the studio. Music is all around us and imaginative musicians see it everywhere. They're now taking on a fun challenge on Chinese social media, creating instruments from unlikely things like potatoes and screwdrivers. So... How did this latest uh, internet sensation, to some extent, uh, Jan Young Young, also known as Vacuum Ginger, managed to recreate the melody of wild geese descending onto the sand, which is a piece of renowned traditional Chinese music, and without using the traditional instrument of guqin. Yes, um, so this 30-year-old creator, Zhang Yang Yang, from the central Chinese city of Wuhan, who goes by the name Vacuum Ginger, tied a piece of nylon fishing line to a screwdriver, and then he slowly mastered the different tones needed for the piece before posting a video of the results to his channel over the summer. So what we can see is that he was actually playing... 
um, the rhythm or the melody of this old and traditional piece of music with, I would say, the instrument that he created by himself.、Mm. But I would say、um, this is not that、um, new. You know, this is kind of、uh, because instruments actually. Uh, when we are seeing, you know, the the original format of instruments, they are actually something that people created、mm, with, you know, daily stuff that they can use、um, back in times, right? So、yeah. I think they are just seeking the origin of music. Yeah, well, being original is. Something that can be quite difficult, actually. But、uh, these people are definitely doing a good job. And another example would be Tianjin Guo, a 45-year-old from the northwestern city of Xi'an, has taken the viral challenge to an extreme, turning carrots into flutes,、mm. bowls into drums, delivery boxes into guitars, and tiles into. Xylophones,、hmm. or we call it mutian in Chinese. And Josh, as a musician yourself, and I know you've probably spent countless days in the your bedroom or maybe in the studio practicing the guitar <laughs> as such. How do you feel about these people playing music out of potatoes and carrots and delivery boxes? I think it's brilliant, and I think that we all need to remember that the the most fundamental part of music is. Rhythm, actually,、mm. Ryth- rhythm is is the basis of everything musical. If there is no rhythm, there is no music. The the space between notes. We live on rhythm. Everything we can hear and see and we do is is rhythmic. The 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 speed at which I'm talking, your our heartbeat, right? That's why rhythm is so powerful because it kind of we we are beating right like a drum. So hitting summit is the most fundamental and important type of. Instrumentation, the percussive hit. So I, I think that it is as much an instrument as anything else, really, to be honest. So I'm I'm all for it. I think it's brilliant. Yes, and also I think in this way they are actually triggering the curiosity of audiences because you know the title or the cover of their videos can always be very attractive to audience who have never seen such kind of videos or ideas. I would say, and also. Another point is that、um, I think they are actually showing the ability of being a musician. I would say one way is that they are very familiar with every note that they are going to make. Another is that their creativity is, you know, showcased through such I think techniques. Because I think when when people are seeing you playing the whole segment with only one very simple instrument, people will naturally think, "Wow, you are so good at it."、Mm-hmm. Um, what I could think is that you know one musician could play all of the parts of the background music with one loop pedal and a guitar, so that people are always calling him, you know, one person being a whole band. So I think that is also. Why、um, these people are very popular online by you know using these kind of techniques? Yes, indeed, music is a language pure and rare. It's everywhere for those who care. And amidst all this chaos and the urban glare, to some extent, music and creativity dwell everywhere. It's there. You just gotta find it. 
And that brings us to the end of today's roundtable. Thank you so much, Josh Cotterell and Yushun for joining the discussion. I'm He Young. We'll see you next time.